This is Katrin with Disability Rights New York. Welcome to our podcast, Empire State of Rights Closed Captioned. We are here to bring you information on the most relevant topics regarding disability rights and advocacy. Today we have Denise, a previous client of DRNY. She's here to discuss her DRNY story. Hi, Denise. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a professional woman. I live in the Albany, New York area in Cohoes, and I work for a nonprofit called Consumer Directed Choices. We help people with disabilities who want to use consumer directed personal assistance for their home care. And I'm disabled. I have used a wheelchair for my mobility for, oh gosh, over 20 years. And I am active in my community. I volunteer with my Rotary Club and uh, I'm a Toastmaster and I like to be pretty active. That's great. Now, can you tell us why did you initially contact DRNY? I initially contacted DRNY when I was getting a new uh, high-tech accessible van. I had an injury in 2016, which required me to change how I was driving. I could no longer transfer independently from my wheelchair to the driver's seat of my van. So I started the process of getting a new accessible van that I could drive with high-tech hand control so I could remain independent with my job. And the process was really long. I was approved for services back in August of 2016, and we're recording this in September of 2019. So this was almost a three-year process for me. And I had my first evaluation for driving in October of 2016, so I was pretty hopeful. But by March of 2017, nothing had happened. So I contacted DRNY because I just didn't want more time to go by without making progress towards my goal, which was getting my brand new van. That is an incredibly long time to be waiting for something that is necessary for you to live your life. Can you talk to us a little bit about how the the weight made you feel and how it impacted your daily life? It was awful. So I, I recognized that I was very privileged because I had been driving independently since I was 20, and, and I'm 45 now. I'm going to be 46 next month. So I had 20 years of driving experience, and I recognized what a privilege that was. But I don't think I really recognized what a privilege that was until it was taken from me. So I went from being completely independent without a thought really to where I was living to having to change everything about my life. Not only was I recuperating from a very significant injury, I also had to move out of my accessible apartment where I had lived for 20 years so that I could access paratransit. I also had to restructure my job. I mean, my boss, thank goodness, was wonderful through all of this. And we actually restructured my job responsibilities and changed a little bit of what I was doing because I I worked doing outreach and you can't do outreach from behind your desk. You have to be able to go out into the community So we changed my job description so I was doing more communication and we hired another staff person to go do some of the outreach that I couldn't do because I physically didn't have access to go out. I mean, paratransit is great, but it only goes within three quarters of a mile of a fixed bus route. And when you work for an organization that covers 12 to now 17 counties, you can't get everywhere you need to go using paratransit. I needed to have my own independent mobility. I needed to have a van in order to be able to do my job the way that I wanted to be able to do it. Anytime friends or coworkers or, 
our family members would ask what's going on with the van, I, I would just say, I, I can't talk about it because I couldn't talk about it calmly without just screaming and crying and rage because the process just was so bogged down and got hung up. I felt like it every step of the way. And thank God I had an advocate like Jeremy from DRNY because he talked me back from the ledge several times. Well, I, this is a perfect example of how one facet of your life completely changed absolutely everything. And prior to contacting DRNY, can you tell us where was the holdup? What were the other organizations telling you about why this was taking so long? What what were the barriers to the other organizations? So I went through Access VR, which is the state vocational rehab program, because I, I don't have $150,000. I don't have a money tree. And I knew that because I needed all these modifications to my van, I would need assistance with paying for it. And if you need that amount of money, you you kind of are beholden to the funders to play their games to get the money. And New York State doesn't have a large number of vendors that do high-tech evaluation training. and, and, And they just, they had one at that time out in Rochester. And that vendor came to me and we did that initial evaluation in October And the system that he brought really wasn't great for me. And he said, you're going to have to have further evaluation and training, but I'm not going to come back again until I have a large number of people to see. That's what he told me. And and I said, okay, well, could I come to you? Now, going to Rochester or any place where I needed to spend the night was complicated because of my physical disability. My injury that I had made me non-weight-bearing. That, that injury that I sustained in January of 2016 meant that I could no longer perform a stand pivot transfer. And so I could no longer transfer out of my wheelchair with just one person. I had to transfer using either a transfer board or a Hoyer lift. And in order to transfer onto a, a toilet or commode using my slide board, I needed to transfer onto a specialized bariatric bedside commode with platform seat. And I know this sounds like I'm getting into the weeds, but it was a really complicated reason as to why I couldn't just pick up and go anywhere. I had to bring this commode with me basically anywhere I went or they'd have to have one there for me to use. And if I was going to spend the night, I think it's great that you're, you're, getting into the weeds about this, as you said, because there's so much planning that has to go into any trip that you're taking that I I think our audience can appreciate that this is not a, a quick fix for you. So you were able to contact Jeremy. And can you talk to us about how that went, the first meeting you had with Jeremy? Sure. So I called him because I said, I don't know what to do. I know that there must be someplace else that I can have this evaluation. Rochester's not coming through for me. They're not working with me about possibly going there. They're not coming here. It's been six months and nothing's happening. And I feel like everybody's ignoring me. There must be someplace else I can have this done. So Jeremy started doing research and he located Triborough, which is based in Brooklyn, and said, they're willing to come to you and do the evaluation. And I said, great. And they came and we did a new evaluation and they spent a couple of days with me trying to drive a new driving system. And I spent two days driving in their van. They came back again a month later. Uh, So Jeremy got that ball rolling. He got approval for another evaluation. He got approval for instruction. He really worked with my Access VR counselor. So I didn't have to keep calling them in anger because I, I really, they're not awful people. 
the folks that I was dealing with at XCR, I don't think they are anyway. They just had to follow their bureaucratic rules. And I was getting frustrated because nothing was happening fast enough. And Jeremy made the process work and understood that this was something that was going to be complicated. And he kept this basically in their minds and, and kept following up and saying, what's happening with Denise? Has Denise, you know, done anything? So I didn't always have to stop my day and get upset and call Axis VR. Jeremy did some of that for me. And he never did it without my consent. We always talked together. He included me on all of his communication, um, which was important. But I really felt like he was a good team member for me to work with uh, to help move the process forward again. You know, every step of the way was a battle. Every step of the way was a, a negotiation for me. At least that's what it felt like. But I knew I had him in my corner, and that was a huge relief for me. That's great. So can you talk to us about how the assistance provided by DRNY uh, was able to help improve your travel experience now? Oh, well, you know, I have my van. I'm driving again. I'm independent. I was able to go to my sister's wedding on my own without having to bring somebody with me or worrying about arranging for home care assistance to, for on that overnight trip. I was able to get down to visit my 92-year-old mother. I've been down there four times. I haven't been able to drive to my hometown independently for years. So, I, you know, I, I, every time there were family gatherings or funerals, arrangements had to be made for somebody to drive me places. I am making plans in October to get together with a friend and we're going to go to the Finger Lakes. And uh, I'm able to work again and not worry so much about how am I going to get to a meeting if we have a meeting. I'm not taking three hours of my day devoted to paratransit. The first time I drove to work and didn't have to take paratransit, I got home at 6.15 instead of 7.30. I had to readjust to having time again because I wasn't spending an hour and a half on the bus in the morning and at night just going to and from work. So it sounds like you've reclaimed your independence. Oh, so much. And I'm feeling better. My mental health has improved. My physical health has improved because I'm eating better, because I'm not just, you know, getting home exhausted and, and eating whatever fast food is available. I have time to cook with my personal assistants again. And I just feel so much lighter. And if there are other members of our audience that are thinking of contacting DRNY, would you recommend them to others? Absolutely. Whether or not DRNY is able to help you, I mean, I've contacted DRNY about other things in relation uh, to other things I had going on with disability. And even when they couldn't help me, they always were able to refer me to somebody else. But knowing that, you know, this service was there and available, it just gave me somebody other than friends and family who could help me and somebody who had the answers. So, you know, friends and family are great to talk with if you're having trouble, but they don't always know the answers and they don't always know the best way to go about things and they don't always know how to help advocate for you. But DRNY always knew who to go to and what to do and how they could help improve the process. And what advice do you have for others who may be undergoing the same issues with travel accommodations or receiving accessible vehicle modifications? Well, I would say that it's important to start as soon as you can. So if you currently have a vehicle that you're thinking, oh, maybe I might have to do this soon, don't wait until your current vehicle craps out on you if you can. I mean, start the process. This is a long process. And it can take a year to two years for everything to work through. And I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting three years, but I was expecting a year to two years. 
and also build relationships. You know, I, I have relationships with my local mobility dealer because they've been working on vehicles of mine for years. And even though the bid to build my van wasn't awarded to them, I'm still maintaining my relationship with them because they're going to be the ones to service my van. They're local. I'm not going to go to Long Island or Westchester where they built my van to have my van service. I'm going to go to my local dealers up here. And that's nothing bad against the folks down in Long Island or Westchester. I would refer other people to them. They were a great dealership. They're just not close to me. But having the relationships with people who might be able to help you is important. And know your rights. Make sure that you take the time to ask questions and don't accept no when people tell you no. Always push and ask because maybe it still will be a no, but maybe there's somebody that can help you get to a maybe or a yes even. And if you don't ask, you will never know and you'll just assume it's that way. I fought for what I was fighting for because all the time I kept thinking, you know, there's a 16-year-old kid somewhere in like Pepper Lake or, you know, Norwich or some small town somewhere that's going to want to drive and is going to need this system and is not going to know what to do. But if I work through the system and help make things better for somebody else by fighting for another high-tech evaluator or another high-tech driving instructor or educate somebody else in Access VR about how the process should go, then maybe it'll make their experience a little bit easier because I've gone through this before. This is not my first vehicle. Hopefully it's going to be my last vehicle for a while, but somebody else is going to need this assistance. And that's why I did what I did. And I would just say, learn your rights. Don't take no for an answer. Just when somebody gives you a no and work on building relationships with people who might be able to help you. Denise, that's great advice and information, and we really appreciate you sharing your story with us. I think it's going to resonate with our audience in a big way. Uh, Thank you so much for your time and sharing all of this with us today. Absolutely. I'm really honored to have the chance to speak to you. I think that VRNY does great work, not just with vehicle modifications, but in a lot of other areas with disability rights, and I'm happy to help promote all the good that you do. And I'm grateful for the assistance with my area. Thank you again, Denise. We look forward to talking to you again. Empire State of Rights closed captioned has been brought to you by Disability Rights New York, your source for disability rights and advocacy. If you enjoyed our program, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this post. If there is a subject you would like us to discuss, please email podcast at drny.org or comment below. Tune in next Wednesday, where we'll bring you more information on disability rights in the state of New York. The closed captioned version of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel. To listen to more Empire State of Rights closed caption, follow us on iTunes and Spotify.